0: The title that I chose for today is The End Time, The Last Sabbath of the Year. I guess that kind of, <laughs> kind of helps, doesn't it? Uh, but the, uh, the End Time Events. And I'm going to talk about some from the past and some that are coming up shortly, some that are here with us. And the um, first thing I wrote at the top was the Ten Commandments. Because I'm thinking of, Thou shalt not lie i shall not bear false witness." You know, those those sorts of things are going through my head. At this time of the year, at the end of the year, we always end up with a lot of people lying. And you put on the news and, uh, sure enough, there's somebody in a sled going through the air from South Florida up to uh, Canada and then on up to the um, uh, Hudson's Bay, and then they're going to turn around and come back down and they're going to eventually get here to Oklahoma City. And they were going to let us know, I suppose somewhere around midnight or one o'clock or something, they were going to let us know that he, he had arrived uh, down here. Well, all of that is a lie. Reindeer do not fly. Uh, and there's no joke about saying, well, it's just a little white lie. No, there's no such thing as little white lies. They're either a falsehood, a lie, or what would you call it? It's, it's what it is. But people are lying everywhere, every time, anywhere during this season. It's, they say this is the happiest time of the year, but it's the greatest number of divorces and marriage breakups and uh, broken homes. And uh, you go on down the line. It's not the happiest time of the year. Anyway, I started thinking about the, uh, uh, about some of the aspects of this. And I wanted to get to um, some of the things of the past. So I brought along some extra books here as well for, for me to help out. One was in, um, um, one's, I'm still getting mixed up here a little bit. I brought along some show and tell, you know, me I always like show and tell. So I think I'm going to have to take my notes over here and, um, uh, Oh, I see my brother's anticipating that I might need some support <laughs> mechanisms here for all these things. Thank you. There, there we go. I like to do things like statistics. What was going on in the past and what, uh, what was happening to us. We know that there's... Um, and Jesus told us a lot of things that, that are, are about our era and about our time and the population and knowledge shall be increased and uh, wars and rumors of wars. And all these things come to your mind when you start thinking about the end of the world. And in our uh, Wednesday night meeting, we're doing kind of an extra thing about chronological order of things when Jesus is going to arrive, just after he's arrived. You know, just don't, don't back up too far because that's a whole nother subject, right? But what's happening up here? So anyway, with that in mind, I started thinking of this book, and I'm going to grab this out and see what's what's happened, because I preached a similar sermon in Canada quite a few years ago. I think it's oh good, it came back. Uh, um, about 1972, I read a book on um, why engineers are needed. They were saying the end of the world was coming is really what they're getting at. Population was increasing so fast. They were going in this many years over here in the past, and then this shorter, and then this shorter, and then this shorter. Where have we gotten nowadays? So I grabbed out this book on international statistics, and it said that uh, in... uh, um, It's very, very tiny print, but it's in... um, 1974 is in here, and it's interesting because that book was 1972 that I was reading about why they needed engineers. What to do with the extra car tires? I mean, they, they broke it right down. So, in 70, well, actually, 60 is my era too. You know, I can remember driving to work, and, and one fellow said, uh, multiply yourself times two and a half million, or three and a half million, and ask yourself, will there be peace in the world? because that's the number of population there was at that time. And then here, it's maybe modified a little bit, but 1960, they say there was three billion. Yeah, so that must have been right, what I heard. Well, what's happened since then? In the next 14 years, we went up another billion. The next 13 years, we went up another billion. And that takes us to 1987, And 1999, we came up another billion, about 12 years. And you go, another 12 years, another 12 years. And where are we now? Eight billion. You notice every 15 years, when was the Korean War? When was the Vietnam War? When was this? When was this? About 12 years apart, too much population. They had to limit the population somehow or other. China said, we're not going to allow uh, families to have more than one child. And all the families in China want one boy to be the head of the family and to carry the family name. So they were killing the baby girls. Well, now take that down the road about 20 years. Those boys are going to want wives. And the fight is on. Wow. Somebody's not thinking ahead of what, what they're doing to, the, to their own nation, but they're limiting the population. Where did this disease start that we just have now? Yeah. Somebody's trying to limit the population either by wars, and rumors of wars, and you know, How many other nations have gone to war, you know, in the last 50 years? Wow. Lots of people die in those wars. So when it says that the time will come when people will run to and fro, knowledge will be increased. Yeah, knowledge. Well, look at here. Actually, during this last week, I watched a, a video of um, how they went to the moon. So they had President JFK speaking on there. And about uh, By the end of the uh, decade, they were going to go to the moon. They made it in 68, I guess, in 69. And the dangers that they went to, because this here is a slide rule. That's all they had to go with them. And then they did show a little bit of a basic computer type thing where if you had this many columns down here and this many numbers over here, if you press that button, it would do this kind of a thing. And the guy pressed the wrong button. And the machinery, called a computer in those days, took them back to the launching pad. Oh boy! And they were halfway back from the moon. They had a manually, with the help of slide rules. And this one says right on here, we've gone five times on Apollo missions to the moon. Five times they had to use this. Or at least take it with them. Has knowledge increased from there to to here? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Knowledge has increased. In fact, I love the mathematical calculators that's on here. I guess there's about five calculators in here. You know, that drives me crazy. i just got to know what's in each one. In fact, I already drew circles with it. (laughs) Um, Knowledge will be increased. Tremendous changes in our world. And we'll run across a few of those verses as we go along here. So, population has increased. Knowledge has increased. Um, Has Christianity increased? No. I took the Bible out of school. Parents are not teaching the children Bible at home. So they're not getting it at home, they're not getting it in school, and now they're... You know, I said that one time to a young man in our neighborhood that was being very belligerent. And I was walking him to his daddy that was drinking at another house and was stone drunk. And he was begging me not to tell his daddy. And I said, I have to tell your daddy because you need correction because one day you of this age will be our policemen, our lawyers, our judges, our senators, our government people. I want you to grow up to be a good person. That's what I told that boy. And you know that's happened by now. That's actually true. Take God out of the picture. And then what do you have? There was a return to Israel Um, promised, so much so that when these books, these two books here, this is on the turn of the century, well, actually 1919, it's 100 years old, is what I was thinking in my mind. This is 100 years old. It's a photocopy and rebound. (laughs) Okay. But this one's 100 years old. This one is about 70 years old. This is my wife's, well, my wife's parents. No, this is ours. We got this for our wedding. Same idea, the teachings of the General Conference of those days, is in this book, the new Bible Home Instructor. And this one is the Bible Home Instructor. Okay. Um, when you start looking in these and to hear what they had to say a hundred years ago, let me grab a page or two here. And my pages are beginning to fall apart because the book was just glued together. But I think we can make some good here. Uh, When uh, when I got some red marks and so on, I got some of the verses in here, so I don't want to get too confusing. But um, when Jesus, talking to Jesus, and he said, um, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was Uh, preached unto you when the heavens must receive whom the heavens must receive until the times of refreshing and restitution of all things. It's in Acts 3. The thing I'm watching in these verses is that Jesus was up there and he needs to be received and kept until. That means he's coming back, right? When the until passes, he's coming back. Oh, the second coming of Christ right there in that simple verse. OK, uh, let's watch for a few more of those. Uh, here's another one. Uh, when he, Jesus, sat in the Mount of Olives, uh, his disciples came unto him privately, saying, "Tell us, when shall these things be, and what is and what shall be this sign?" of thy coming and at the end of the world. Okay, now they're they're interested in his return. So he's been here before. This is the second coming. Okay, another verse you see with same idea. Matthew 24 has lots of similar stuff. When there's going to be tribulation of those days, the darkness of the moon uh, and the darkness of the sun and the stars are not giving their light and the heavens being shaken and the appearance of the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory." What's going to happen when they actually see this happening? That's in Matthew 24. Actually, the whole chapter of Matthew 24, isn't it? Very good. If you want to know about these times, that's what we need to look at those verses. What did Jesus have to say about them? And. The sign of his appearing. There's going to be a lot of signs in the heaven. Didn't didn't we just pass one where two planets were passing each other? A miracle situation. That's what they say. You no, know, they didn't really pass. They were long ways apart. But in the sky, I saw them looking like as if they were coming together. <laughs> okay, and I saw it on TV a few nights later. Um, that they had the telescopes there and they showed. Uh, They zoomed in just enough so you could see the two and how far apart they were. And they were switched over from the other time when we were looking here. Um, And then they zoomed in tighter and you could see at least four moons on Saturn. Uh, Boy, this is great to see these things. Miracles of science, technology, knowledge will be increased. Wow! And a few years back... Wasn't that many telescopes around? Yeah, hundred years back. Yeah. Okay, I want to keep going. Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these sayings. What book of the Bible is that in? Jude. Oh, okay. Saying, "Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of His saints to execute judgment upon all." He came first. They know that. Judah already knew that. But the next time he's coming, he's going to come with judgment, to execute judgment. He's coming again. Okay, just a few more here. Um, As the lightning comes out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Coming? We're talking about it again. Because this didn't happen the first time. Now it's going to happen here in the second coming of the Lord. That it's going to be like lightning, that fast and that bright and that far range and so on. Uh, we won't miss it. Uh, Behold, he cometh with the clouds and every eye shall see him. That's in Revelations 1 verse 7. Every eye shall see him. This is not a hidden situation. It's not a secret rapture and you know, all these secretive things that go on. The other one was in Matthew 24 and verse 27. Okay, and going on. Um, and then shall appear a sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Um, Son, of, Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It's Matthew 24 again, verse 30. Um, another one here in chapter Matthew 25. And 31, when the Son of Man shall come, he is coming again. When he's going to come. And this is Jesus talking about it, isn't it? Shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, and shall he, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. So he didn't have that the first time around. They killed him. He didn't sit on a throne and rule. So he's coming again. In the um, verse here in Matthew 24, a little further down it says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord hath, doth come. You don't know the time, you don't know the hour, you don't know the season. Um, we can try to figure out some things that are changing. Jesus said when the fruit is coming on the tree, you know, it's this and this is happening. When this happens to your weather or when this happens to your green and your harvests and so on, you know, the season is coming. Well, we can see that much at least about the end time. We'll see if we can find a few more statements that'll help that along. One reason why I'm taking this book, that's a hundred years ago they believed this. I know 150 years, 170 years maybe, same people believe these same things. It's 1963 it was 100 years. So where are we now? <laughs> 1963 was 100 years. 1963. A Bible Advocate. Bible Advocate Publishing. From 1863 to 1963 was 100 years. Okay. I remember celebrating the 150. Don't tell me what year it was, I can't remember. (laughs) But I do still have the Bible Advocate magazines with all the people's pictures in a circle of the pastors, major pastors, back in those years. Okay, Um, going on here a little bit. Um, Okay, here's uh, going back to Lot. Likewise also, as it were in the days of Lot, they did eat and drink, they uh, bought and sold and planted and they uh, builded. And the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed." That's in Luke 17. Wow, it's great to be able to go back to such verses. That's Luke 17, 28 through 30. Okay, Uh, here's one in um, Titus, uh, Timothy. Um, 2 Timothy 3 in verse 1, and I know all the way down to about 4 or 5. It says something like this. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And then it starts explaining them. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. It's not the somebody itching. It's actually they want their ears tickled, right? They want the preachers to say the tickling words. And okay, they are getting it. Um, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Oh, yeah. Santa Claus knows when you've been bad or good. Baloney. Only the Heavenly Father knows and Christ. Satan knows. He's watching all the time trying to find out how to trip us up. Not Santa Claus. That was a lie. And then it goes on a little bit further, in 2 Timothy 3, "...an evil man and seducer shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived." I'm giving you a sermon that a lot of people heard that in this last hundred years, since this book was published. Perilous times shall come. That's true. So let's switch over. And you know what? In this book, they are not identical pages. But there are many identical verses, reading the same way. I made myself special markers in here, so sort of the Second Coming foretold. It was all the way over to here on that one subject. They used many of the same verses. they got Zechariah 14, 1 and 2, uh, right in here right away. The residue of the people shall be cut off from the city. Uh, all nations, he will gather all nations. Uh, Those statements in in Zechariah 14, we need to really catch up on that. Know that that's there. We found one this morning in Sabbath school. I don't have it written here. Isaiah 44. Yeah, Isaiah 44. Similar verses that are needed in this. So Zechariah 14, verses 3 and 4. He's going to come with his feet, shall land on the Mount of Olives before Jerusalem on the east side. Uh, things about Jesus will return, and it's not a a lost uh, idea, and it's not just dreamt up now. Because this is from... did I say the date when this was? 1949. Remember what was happening in 48-49? The children of Israel got the right to go back to their Promised Land. 1948. You know, when this was being taught and preached, when they heard that in 1948, the preachers started crying because they knew the end of the world was coming, that the Bible was true, that this was another fulfillment, this was another stake in the ground, another milestone, benchmark, as some say, because it was true, it was happening. People were very excited the end of the world was really coming in steps. It's not going to go boom right away and nope, just end right now. And yet it did say, as lightning goes from once... <laughs> oh, when you least expect it, the end is going to come. Verses on that. We know the Lord is going to return and we need to be ready. Uh, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Um as it was in the days of Noah, um, they were doing their thing, and uh all of a sudden it was all all gone uh, perilous times i 've already read about that. I want to go to um uh, uh, one here in second corinthians i don 't know if I have it on here uh I waited too long that's that 's a gone deal um 2nd Corinthians. Turn with me to 2nd Corinthians. And I'm wandering uh, uh, chapter 6, chapter 6. This is, starts quite far up the page. Uh, It starts around 5, 6 on that area and on down. But I want to catch the ones down near the bottom of that column in the Bible. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? This is talking about the... um, you know, our fellowship with people, they say, well, they're, they're fellow Christians. Oh, now, wait a minute, what do they actually teach? What do they believe? What's the background of their, of their ideas and their thoughts? And what are they really doing? Um, I've seen so many of them that are not true. They're not faithful. They're not telling the truth. Especially when they start talking about Easter and Christmas and Halloween. And you start naming some of those things. And, oh, they're all all right. Just little white lies or something. The children will learn more later, but you know what? If the children find out that you told them lies about Santa Claus and about Easter and about this, maybe Jesus and the Heavenly Father, maybe that's all the same field, right? Maybe it's all alike. Maybe it's just storytelling. We better stay truthful, otherwise we'll lose that that, uh, witness to our children. Verse 15, it's chapter 6 and verse 15. What concord hath Christ with Belial? With um, wickedness, with false teaching, with false gods. How can Jesus have any connection with them? What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? We, we can't. You'd like to associate because you've got to be able to witness, Right? You've got to be able to be there and, and talk to them. But you cannot have fellowship. I remember in Canada, my long-time pastor, he used to say, don't use the word fellow. Now what? Because that means that you're partnering with somebody. See my fellow? Don't use that word, he said, because that means you're agreeing with him. We need to consider those things. Verse 16, What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? cannot happen. It's impossible. The verse we looked up this morning was where they cut some of the wood and they warmed themselves with it and the rest of it they whittled on it and made (laughs) made a God. Yeah, that's the one in Isaiah 44. And Jeremiah 10. They cut down a tree and they stood it upright, and they fastened it with nails, and they decked it with silver and gold, and they were worshipping it. How can we have any connection with those idols and those things? For ye are the temple of God, the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." Well, when you've got that good a connection with the Heavenly Father, don't spoil it. Verse 17 Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Uh, I will receive you. Don't touch the, the unclean things, even. That, you know, we, we often think of food. Don't touch the unclean. But what about the little trinkets that they hang on the trees? Maybe we should not touch those neither. Pretty obvious, isn't it? We're making a division between right and wrong. The correct way to do things, the wrong way to do things. Serving wickedness or serving the Heavenly Father. And I will be a father unto you. We want that. And ye shall be my sons and my daughters. Wow. Wouldn't it be nice to have the Heavenly Father saying that to us? Or Jesus? You're my brother. Jesus is going to say, You're my brother. Scripture says that. The Heavenly Father wants us to be His children, sons and daughters. Saith the Lord Almighty. That's the Heavenly Father. So what can we do? We need to turn our hearts to God every day we sometimes stumble around. And as I mentioned in, in um, Bible study two this morning, there's unfaithful servants mentioned in the scriptures. And you think, oh, wow, he's got time to change yet, if he would, he's still a servant. And the Lord in that story, in the parable, he said, um, my, this is my servant. Like he, the, the master was still accepting him as servant. But he was an unfaithful servant. At that point, boy, better turn quickly and pray. Ask for forgiveness, get right with the Lord. Because otherwise, the unfaithful servant got a bad situation following. He was thrown out. He was made uh, into a situation or problem. Let me see if I've got a couple more scriptures here that I'd like to read. Uh, oh, yes. Liars. I forgot this one. They uh, they always talk about the toys for children and all this. Uh, and then Revelation says to us, if they're lying, Revelation 21 verse 8, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, the murderer, the whoremonger, and the sorcerer and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Lying is serious. Wow. So I talked about those coming verses where Jesus will be coming and connecting it with Noah and connecting it with Lot. Uh, Things that were happening back in those days, they're happening in our days. Um, Scripture says too, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump shall sound and the dead Shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, and mine ended and with. <laughs> uh, three. And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ uh, shall be raised. It's so important to know that these things are happening, that uh, we even say to people when we're in the stores, we say, uh, I'm, here, I'm waiting for trumpets. Google, Google the trumpets, or go into a Bible program and put in trumpets and see how many verses you get. Not too many, so it's an interesting study. Put in the word trump, and you'll have two or three verses. Put in trumpets, and you'll get about two more verses. Uh, but we need to be ready. In Matthew 24, he talks about, Jesus was talking about, the faithful and wise servants. I wrote after that, be ready when he comes. Isn't that our challenge today? To be ready, to know those verses. Matthew 25, pretty well a whole chapter is needed to be read. But that's where the parable of the five virgins are in that area. And it says... To me, be ready. Five were not ready, five were ready. Five got in, the other five came to the door, and it was shut. It doesn't say, hey, stand by for an hour and we'll open the door again. No, it's not there. In uh, Matthew 25 again, about uh, 14 through 30, the parable of the talents tells us to be faithful be good stewards, handle business correctly for the Lord's sake and for people and so on, uh, the uh, talents were given to servants. Well, we need to be a valuable servant, a faithful servant. And what's in Matthew 25, 31 through 46? The final judgment scene. It's so very important to know where we are in the time span, time frame, of when the world's coming to an end. They thought it was coming a hundred years ago. But they knew that there were some things missing. The children of Israel had not gone back to the Promised Land. When that happened, it was, Wow, did you see what God did? How can that ever happen? And God did it. Then you go along, don't you get to the Six-Day War? Absolute miracles. when the children of Israel were getting their land back and all the things that were going on. I remember in 1972, they said the end of the world was coming very soon because in '62 they tried to make a one-world church and they were trying to get all churches to agree and to fit together in 1962. And in the books that they were handing out, it said Key 72. The goal was between 62 and 72 to get all the churches united. Didn't happen. God's in charge, right? God's got a time frame. But that's one more of those, ding, you know, light comes on, get yourself ready, be ready. Be ready when the Lord is going to come. Because there is a final judgment coming and we're going to have to speak with God. He's going to say, what did you do? Where were you? What happened? So I need to end here with the idea that the new year is here. We can't fix things in the past other than forgiving people and praying for their well-being and um, trying to uh, repay things that we might have done wrong, make restitution for some things that we did wrong. Um, We need to be thinking about those things, but we really need to think about the new year. We don't know what's out there. We don't know how much trouble there might be. Uh, You can hear from all things from this end to that end of what might happen. But we just have to be ready. If we're ready, prayed up, made our rights with the Lord, we don't have to worry. We already took care of that. So God will take care of us and lead us and protect us and be our Father. May God bless you.